Hey, how are you? This is Sean, and this is 5-Minute Mornings. Hey, good morning. Have you had your coffee yet? Do you drink coffee? What about tea? How do you wake up? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. Tell me. Tell me how you do it, because sometimes it's difficult, right? So, I'm not kidding. In the comments, go ahead and tell me how you wake up, and maybe you can share some tips with me and everybody else. Because I think one of the coolest things about this whole platform is we can all share information. It's not just me here talking to a camera. At least I hope not. At least I hope not. I want to do something a little different this morning. I want to start out with something called mindfulness, and we're only going to do 60 seconds of it. So, the great Tony Robbins says that you can do anything for short periods of time. In this case, you can do anything for 60 seconds, right? So, I believe that. I've tried it. I've tested it. I think it's real. So, if you're willing to bear with me here for just about 60 seconds, I want to help calm down our mind and rebalance it. And that's something that mindfulness is really good at. So, we're going to take 60 seconds, and then we're going to talk for two minutes, and then we're done. That's it. So all you have to do is follow the sound of my voice right now, and literally, I am pulling up my phone so that we can count this off. And as you start to become aware of the sound of my voice, all you have to do is notice how you become aware of it. And it's a bit of a trick question because you're probably noticing my voice through hearing it. Actually, I take that back. It's possible you're reading this. <laughs> so, in order to become mindful, as you listen to my voice, or as you read the text on the screen, I want you to become aware of that sense that you're using to become aware of my voice. If you're hearing it, become aware now of hearing. And the job of us when we're mindful, it's actually quite simple. According to John Kabat-Zinn, all we have to do is cultivate a non-judgmental moment-by-moment awareness. And how you can do that now is to become aware of my voice without judging it. Oops. That was 60 seconds. I thought I stopped it before it would go off. Hey, there you go. If you only did 60 seconds of mindfulness every morning, how different would your life be? Even if that was confusing to you, do you feel a little bit different right now? I feel a little bit more calm, but maybe it's because I do mindfulness constantly. Well, not as a formal practice, but kind of walking around and noticing thinking and things like that. We'll talk a lot more about mindfulness. Today, what I really want to focus on is how we use language and specifically how we use language with others because it's really important, this whole communication thing. <laughs> and I want to just bring your awareness to one aspect because it's five-minute mornings. One aspect of how we communicate with people and if we focus on this one aspect, I think our communication can become a lot better and especially in our close relationships. So the idea is that as we go throughout the world, we're taking in information through our senses, through our eyes, through our ears, through our nose, through our mouth, and also through our skin in the form of touch, feel, temperature, things like that, but also emotion. And it's our brain's job to some degree to kind of reconcile what is all this information? What does it mean? Now, I could talk forever about how that works and, and why it's really important to pay attention to that. But instead of doing that, what I want to do is, is tell you that 
as our brain processes information, it stores it somewhere and storing it somewhere means somewhere in our neurology. And it gets stored in, in places that we don't always have conscious access to. What I'm getting at is as we talk to people, especially as we tell stories and describe our experiences to others, we tend to do something called delete. And this happens to everybody. We delete information because we think it's going to be simpler if we delete it, and we think it's going to be better understood by other people if we delete it. But the problem is, if we delete too much information, it's not going to make sense to the other person. So let me give you a great example. You walk, or you walk through the door, you greet your significant other, and they say to you, hey, how was your day? You say, great. <laughs> wow. In that one simple phrase, we deleted a ton. We deleted at least eight hours of our life and we distilled it into great. When in fact, there were all kinds of fluctuations up and down throughout the day. But we tend to look back at our day and we tend to kind of generalize and we tend to have kind of rote answers for questions like that to begin with. Like, how was your day? How was my day? Go through the file. How do I answer this typically? It was great. And if your partner's smart, they'll ask you, fantastic, why was it so great? <laughs> right? Because that's going to help us uncover. It's going to help us reimagine what we actually deleted. And that's actually how it works. We're reimagining to create the memory again from all these different places in our brain. It's really strange, actually. And we can change how we remember things, too. That's why eyewitness testimony is no longer, you know, the big thing in courts, let's say, because there's been enough expert testimony by neuroscientists and psychologists to say that the way we remember things, especially under stress, is very distorted as compared to what actually happened. Right? So how you can use this in your everyday life so it's functional and not just something to nerd out about. When you stop deleting as much, when you explain yourself more, I believe that that tends to lead to better communication. Because if we delete too much, if we take out too much of our experience, in fact, just a quick aside, and this is something I'll talk about tomorrow, but we delete within our own language to ourselves too, called self-talk. And we also distort things to a great degree, but Again, we'll talk about that tomorrow. How you can use this in your life in a way that's really important is if someone asks you how your day was, you can give a better answer than just great. And qualitatively, I, I mean better. You can give a more detailed answer and you can have better communication with people if you expand a little bit on your, on your answers. You know, my day was great because. So that's how you can do it from your end. You can just tag a because at the end of whatever you're saying and then just expand one more sentence and at least that was one more sentence worth of information that could also lead you guys to have a different conversation. You know, my day was great because, you know, again, I got to work with kids and it was fantastic. And you know what? I'm just now realizing every time I work with kids, I have a great day. What does that mean? Maybe I should work with kids more. Do you see what I mean? In that small example, you can get so much more information out of just the one word, great. Why was it great? So that's from your end. You can tag a because to be a better communicator. That's simply it, <laughs> right? And then to be more understanding on the other side, the person asking the question, 
it's our job as question askers to elicit more detail from people. Hey, how was your day? It was great. Oh, fantastic. Why was it so great? You know, and to some degree too, this is what happens in sales. This is our job in sales. We need to take more information, if you're in sales, from the person you're talking to, and not in a manipulative way, but to build a better picture of what they're actually saying. It's just clear communication. That's all it is. Now, I get a little riled up on this topic. You may have noticed that. Uh, it's for no other reason than I think it's really important because the way we talk to ourselves and the way we talk to people can lead to how we feel. So if we want to adjust at all how we're feeling about things, we need to be very careful about how we communicate. And I would argue as we communicate more, we'll have a better chance at working out some of the feelings that can come up from not communicating well. Think about if every time you got frustrated, you just kept it inside and didn't talk to anyone about it. That might not be the best solution in the long term. Anyway, I'm going long. I can feel it. Um, thank you for your attention. I really appreciate it. If you haven't had a chance, go to seanmarconet.com, S-E-A-N-M-A-R-C-O-N-E-T-T.com. On the homepage, there's two places, one at the top, one at the bottom, to enter your email address. If you want to, there's a free seven-day training there that gives you a really good example of how I coach individuals. And I actually believe there's at least one thing there that you might discover that might just change your life. And I don't say that because I think I'm smart. I say that because I've studied this stuff for over 12 years. And the information I've gleaned in that time is, is pretty incredible. So I'm trying to distill it into pieces that are bite-sized. Hence the five-minute mornings. Thank you so much. If you don't want to sign up, no worries. It's always there for you and it's always free. So keep watching these. Keep asking questions. Do your thing. And congratulations. You made it through another day of five-minute mornings. Happy for you. I'm going to see you tomorrow.